I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. You ain't cooking up. We cooking up, chopping up. D King. Lay down. Traps out, raps out, Don and the King. Gone do it. Gone do peace, it. Peace, peace, peace. Welcome back to Chopping It Up with the Conduit. This is episode three. And tonight's special guest hails from the east side of Buffalo. The first signee to Conway's music music group, drum work. We welcoming Jay Skeese into the building tonight. First, I would like to thank my squad, my executive producer, Mika, you're the best. Graphics and visual, Mad Urgency, Myron. And on video, Adam7X, AKA Mecha Godzilla. A huge thank you to our family and sponsors. Grown Fresh NYC, as you can see right here. I'm always repping the brand. Street Fatigues, So What's the Scenario, and House of Customs MD. You can find them on our new website, choppingituppodcast.com. Peace to everybody who is joining in the room tonight. I know we usually do this on a Sunday, but... We had some uh, business going on, and there he goes. Jay Skeez is already in the building. Um, everybody say what's up to the brother Jay Skeez, and I'm about to bring him in. I like punctuality. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> All right. Hey, y'all, if y'all know what it is, this is Chopping It Up with the Conduit, and we are here tonight with Drumwork Music Label. Sign, first signing, Conway, Conway Machines, First sign, signing Jay Skeez. Hailing from Eastside Buffalo. Yes, um, one of the first ones out of there to be signed to the label. Um, how did you get that news, and how did it how did it feel? Man, um, you know it's a, it's a crazy story. Um, how I kind of how I kind of got with Conway. Shout out to Conway the Machine, man. One of the best people that I know. One of the illest human beings that I know. You know what I'm saying? One of the best rappers ever. Yes, yes, saying? yes. Um, but long story short. Um, you know, I've known Conway, known of Conway, just being around the city and all that, a uh, very long time. You know what I'm saying? He's one of the most gifted people here. And uh, he reached out to me last year. Um, there was a couple of days after I actually quit my job with everything COVID going on and everything, and I actually quit my job. And uh wasn't sure where I was going next. Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm an artist. You know what I'm saying? I paint. I do music. I've been doing music. You know, since I was about 12, 13 years old. Yeah, I did um, my history. We're gonna we're we gonna we're gonna get into that if you don't mind. For sure, for sure. Let's let's let's, let's go ahead and, and start right there. To, you know, you've been immersed in the culture since the age of thirteen, but you've been seriously making music since the age of twenty-one. You yeah. know, coming coming out of East Side Buffalo, you know, who are some of your influences in the city and outside of the city? I mean, here in the city, man, uh, it's a it's a lot of different, lot of different cats. I mean, you you always had Benny the Butcher, um, you know, growing up. I think I got familiar with Benny, you know, when I was probably around that age, about thirteen. Um, you had, you know, Jay Villains. They were a big influence on me. Um, so shout out to the Jay Villains. Uh, my man Ron P. He was a big influence. Okay. Um, Conway, I didn't really get to know until I was a little older, but he's been a spitter forever. But I didn't really get to know him um until so i was a little older and then as far as like you know cats that was in the game right know, obviously you, know, you got the jay-z's you got the Nas's. they're two of my favorites actually i got a daughter she's five years old i named her after Nas. Name her Nas, yes you know, what I'm you know that's um, why he got something in common because my youngest daughter her name is nasia 
Oh, where? Okay. Exactly. Okay. So, yeah. So, Beautiful. you can go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you got, you know, the Jay-Zs, the Nas's, uh Lupe Fiasco, I think is the, probably between him and Black Thought and Jay-Z, probably the top lyricist ever. You oh, know wow. what I'm saying? You got the Andre 3Ks, you know what I'm saying? Like, the Jada Kisses, obviously, the Big, you know, Big Chris, as I got older, you know, Big Chris is somebody I really look to uh, for a lot of inspiration. Currency is somebody, if you listen to some of my older like my first couple mixtapes, you hear a lot of currency because I was listening to him a lot. Right. And uh, when I was growing up, also just you know, kind of being on the block and getting known for spitting just in my in my neighborhood, everybody would always compare me to Lloyd Banks, and he was somebody that I looked to because he just always had the illest punchlines I ever heard. Mm-hmm. And so I used to always try and mimic that style. And Cash would call me Baby Banks, you know. So I used to wear the do rag and all that, like him and all that. Stuff. Okay. You know, that was my man too. You know what I'm saying? Well, let's but, well let's let's. Before I jump to the next question, and you say how Lloyd Banks is your favorite, what is your opinion of his uh, new resurgence? You know what? To be honest, I've been so locked in on what I got going on. I mm-hmm. haven't, I, and I haven't wanted in, really any outside influence. I think I heard one or two songs. I was okay. At, uh, shout out my cousin Vintage. Just a store here in Buffalo. I get a lot of my kicks there. Um, I was there one day, and cousin I was in there. He had to join on, and it sounded crazy. Shout out to Cartoon Beats. Uh, we actually we got a couple songs on my album. And I know he produced a few songs when I knew Lloyd Banks joined, but I haven't really had a chance to really lock in on it. But from what I heard, he was right. going crazy. He always yeah. went crazy. You, know you won't be disappointed, especially if he's your one of your favorites. Nah, that's a big fact. That's a big fact. All right. So I know that you're a sneakerhead and is even mm-hmm. more so, you know, set in your raps. You know what I'm saying? Um, is sure. that something that you're still heavy into or has the love faded over the years? You know, that's that's a funny question. Um, I love, I still love sneakers. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, it it transcends into the bars. You know what I'm saying? Like you can hear it. You know what I mean? Right. I, I love to use those references. You know what I'm saying? Cause just because I'm I'm so in love with it, I've been in love with it since I was a kid. Because you know, I wasn't able to get certain sneakers when I was growing up. I used to wear Buddies and Spaldings and Air Walks and all those mm-hmm. joints. You know what I'm saying? Growing up. And so once I got old enough to buy my own joints, you know, it was it was on from there. You know what I'm saying? I got a job or whether I was rolling dice, whatever, I was getting my own kicks that way. But um, yeah, I'm definitely still into it. Um, as as you know, things have progressed from like you know the the 2000 about 2006 2007 to right. where like reselling and stuff like that is now, like how prevalent it is in the sneaker game. I've mm. never liked resellers. Like I've oh, never okay. bought a pair of shoes to like resell it. I've never done that. Like any pair of shoes that I've purchased, and I've had everything from pretty much every every Jordan. Any Jordan I could get my hands on, I pretty much had it. And, you know, LeBron's, you know, I was rocking the 7s, the 8s, the 9s. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like the, K- the KD, Galaxy KDs, phone posits. Okay. Like I was a part of that that real, like, crazy era of phone posits. You know what I'm saying? All that, like, I, I've seen, like, the reselling game kind of develop, and it kind of made me fall back for a little bit because I felt like there wasn't love in it because of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm one of them cats that, you know, because once you once you get money involved with it, the love kind of fades away. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're right. With a lot of different things. And in different ways though. You know what I mean? But um I was one of those cats where you would go to the sneaker store and you would wait outside and camp out for, you know, six hours, you know, seven, eight hours, you waiting overnight. You know, you got your ramen noodles or you got your soup, you got your sub, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You got your headphones in and you camped out and you camped you out swapping stories and you go to the mall and you running down like trying to trying to bust through the doors. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the area that I'm from. I'm not from that, oh yo, I'm about to buy, I'm about to get a bot and cop a hundred pairs or something. Right, you was really there. Five hundred over retail. I was really I was really out there. 
like my man right here, this is the this is actually one of my tees. He got on the Aqua Ace. Okay, I see. You feel me? You feel me? This is the uh, Revolver Ocelot T, you know what I'm saying? So that's me as Revolver Ocelot with the Aqua Ace on. If you were cracking in the 90s, you know what I'm saying? I'm your Revolver Ocelot clapping the solid snake. My brain is sharp as surgical scalpels when I operate. At 17, all I prayed for was pussy and Aqua Ace. You know what I'm saying? Okay, all right. Yeah. All right, that's what's yeah. up. All right, let me take it to the artistic side of things because I know you described yourself as a painter. Right. How did you discover that particular craft, or should I say... Was it painting that, in, what was it about painting that intrigued you? Well, so I've been into art, man, for forever. You know what I mean? Like into art drawing. Um, painting was something that kind of came along as I got older and I started going to different art galleries and I started seeing like different things just out in the world. Like my first time I went to LA, the very first time, I think this was in um, 20, I want to say 2013, mm -hmm. I went to the Getty. And going out there and seeing, um, they had actually going on at the time, it was a Rembrandt exhibit. And I was just looking at all his different paintings and, you know, seeing different sculptures and things like that. And I, I've always just been intrigued by it because, you know, looking at different uh, different pictures and like realism, you know what I'm saying? Like where it looks like somebody took a photo, but it's, you know, somebody painted it or, or drew it. I never had the skill to do that. And I always just thought it was so dope. And then, you know, around that time too, um, you know, I got more familiar with like Basquiat and like, you know, other different artists, you know what I'm saying, Keith Herrings and things like that. That was like more abstract. And that, I felt like that was more my style, A, because mm. I didn't have the skill, and B, it just kind of spoke more to me. And so it's funny because I've only been painting for about a year. I would say it's it's gonna it's actually gonna be coming up on two years. Okay. Um, but as far as like doing like um, different images and just like, you know, my thoughts putting it on canvas, I've only been doing that for about two years. I also have a brand. It's called uh, B and B L Y C. Brown Eye Black with your cream. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Let's yeah. explain that. Go ahead and go yeah. ahead and explain the acronym of that. So, word. So, uh, so just to give a little backstory on it, um, I started that in 2017, and at the time I wasn't even doing music. At the time, you know, I was I was going through a lot of things. I was living in Syracuse, New York, and um, I just had my daughter. And me and her mom, you know, we were going back and forth. It was just like it was just a tough time. You know what I mean? I was working two jobs. I was depressed because I wasn't able to make music because I had to work these two jobs so I could, you know, say provide for my daughter to go to daycare. And now, was know, this the time that you took a break from rap? Yeah, that was the time okay. where I took a break. Yeah, because okay. literally I, I couldn't, I couldn't rap at the time because I was working these two jobs, I was working my full time job at a sneaker store. I was working there fifty hours a week, and I was working overnight at a gas station about thirty six hours a week, and so I was mm -hmm. literally just too tired. And so one day I just was like, man, I got to find like some type of outlet. And so I said, you know what, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I had this idea. I said, brown, not black. Like, I was like, because I've had, I've had this idea since I was like seven years old. Like, when I look down at my hands, you know, you wake up every day, you look down at your hands. I'm like, yo, like, why, like, why am I called black if I'm brown? I'm if the color brown. brown. You know what right. I'm saying? And I never understood it. And then so, you know, you get older and I was asking myself, like, you know, what does it mean? Like, what do I associate with the with the word black? And I was thinking about, you know, obviously black is beautiful. You know, we're black people, but at the same time, I'm brown. Right. So I was thinking about, you know, black, you know, it's like nothingness or like a void or empty space. You know what I'm saying? Then I thought of white and I'm like, well, you know, I think of angelicness and cleanliness and, and pureness. I was like, I don't really want to be associated with something, you know what I'm saying, that might subconsciously make you think of these things, you know, nothingness and, and a void and, and, you know, all these different things. 
Right. And so I was like, no, like, what if somebody just put on the back of a jacket like brown not black? And I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, I've never seen that before. Am well, I the only person that this? It was coming from your perspective. Right, right. But it was it was just weird to me that I had never seen it before because right. it was an idea that I had for so long. But I'm like, nobody else thought this. And so, uh, you know, I sat there and I, one day I went to Macy's and I bought it. I bought this denim jacket. And so I, I went to Michael's and I bought like some bullshit paint for like it was like a dollar. <laughs> the paint was like a dollar and some chains. And I had like a little like paintbrush. And I went on the back of the jacket and I, I wrote brown, not black. You know what I'm saying? Big as hell. People see it. And so I was like, I'm going to wear this joint to work tomorrow. I threw that joint on. I'm going to wear it to work tomorrow. Just to see what people, like, how they react to it. I didn't think anybody would even say anything. Because the mall, the mall that I worked in, it was a it was a crazy mall. It's one of the biggest malls in America. I was in uh, Destiny Mall up in Syracuse. Okay. And so I wear the joint to work. And I swear to God, that day I think I worked eight hours. And I, I swear to God, I think, like, it had to be at least maybe 15 people stopped me and asked me, like, yo, what the heck? Like, who did this, for one? And... What does it mean? Like, tell me right. about this. Like, I want to. I want to know more. So, from that first day, you know, I really was like, okay, I might have something, and that was what really sparked my interest into saying, okay, you know what, I want to try putting something on canvas one day. But I was so, I was just so in my in my own head thinking like, okay, I'm a rapper, so if I try to do this painting thing, are people gonna like judge me for it? Are people gonna look at me sideways? Like, how how are people gonna take to that? You know what I mean? Because you know, you see people do one thing and then you're doing something else. It's like, oh, you're just doing that just because this didn't work out. You know I what I mean? You, I and so it took me, it actually took me a few years just to really develop my confidence to say, okay, you know what? I have these ideas and I want to put it on canvas. I want to try it, but I don't know. And really just watching different documentaries. I was watching, you know, documentaries about like Salvador Dali and uh, again, like Keith Haring and then like Bosky. I'm just learning more about them and learning about their process and that that was what really gave me the confidence to say you know what all right i'm gonna just give it a shot and i did my first couple paintings and you know they kind of sat i did my first art show and at my first like show i actually sold a few paintings and that okay. was crazy right. you know what i'm saying so me and uh me and my old creative partner we set up uh we, we bought a u-haul and then we covered the sides of it with uh canvas like rows of canvas so we invited people out they could come out and paint and then on the inside of it we uh we hung canvases our canvases all around the inside of the U-Haul. So okay. if you watch um if you watch the uh, lights on video, it's a video I put out last year. You'll see it because we shot the whole video there. So you'll see the U-Haul. You'll see people at the U-Haul and everything. So y'all can check that out. It's on YouTube right now. Okay, that's peace, man. Wow. Uh, so let's I mean let's bring it back because you know not most not most MCs or rappers usually talk about having you know a nine to five. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's it's always, uh, I guess, quote unquote, uh, looked down upon, so to speak. Right. It's like you can't have, you know, a 95. They want you to be just, quote unquote, you know, the rapper. You, you understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But, you know, in that time where you took your time away, you know, you, you talk about the birth of your daughter, Nas. Right. You know, uh, what has she, you know, done to you what has she brought to your life you know and you know and meaning as a father as a dad you know what i'm saying because a lot of that ha is you know not spoken about you know within the rap community amongst us black men in general you know what i'm saying so right. i want to i want to bring that side out if that's okay yeah for sure i mean my daughter nas like she's a the best thing like in the world like that's just off top 
You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like she's she's my everything, man. Like it's beautiful. I was just telling my man the other day because uh, he's watching his uh, his son grow up, and uh, you know I think he's about what four or five months now. And I was telling him, you know, in a, in a couple months, you know, you'll start to see they do something different every single day. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's right. crazy. It's going to blow your mind. Yeah. But uh, Nas, she's like my driving force, you know what I'm saying, for everything. And I talk about it on my new album. Um, it's called Abolish Uncertainties, by the way. But on one song, um, right. I, I kind of referenced that. Everything that I've done in my life, my, my father passed when I was 10 years old. And so everything that I've done in my life has been really to just take pressure off of my mom, you know what mm. I'm saying? And off my granny, my sister, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Because the way that we grew up, like we grew up tight poor, you know what I'm saying? Like not really having anything. Right. And, you know, especially because my dad wasn't there. So my goal was always to, yo, I gotta make it. I got you know what I'm saying? That's why I started rapping so young. Yo, I gotta okay. do I gotta do whatever it is that I can do in this moment to like do something to help my mom. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so that's what really gave me the drive. And, you know, I got older, you know, and things still wasn't working, but I, I just, I grew up like such a love for music. I just always kept going. And then from there, you know, my granny, my granny passed. So it's like, I'm, I'm no longer really doing it for her, but I'm still doing it for my mom. I'm still doing it for me. Then, you know, Nas comes into the picture, you know, so right. in 2016. And again, like I was, I was in a spot where I couldn't even make music. So then once I once I moved back to Buffalo, because like I said, I was living in Syracuse. So once I got back here and right. you know, I was like able to like say, okay, you know what, I can get back into the studio. I said I gotta give it one thousand percent because there was a time where I didn't have Nas as that motivation for me. And there was a time where I couldn't even do this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And right. it was it was just like, man, like I'm 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 too talented of a person and of an artist and I worked too hard to say, you know what, I'm gonna just give up on it. You know what I'm saying? So Nas is really just my reason for everything. And if yeah. you listen to uh if you listen to Subjective Humility, that's the album that I put out at the top of uh, 2019. She's actually featured on one of my songs. She's uh she was three years old, two years old, two years old at the time. Oh wow. And, yeah, the song's called Whole World and she's featured on the song. You know what I'm saying? You hear her singing on that joint. So that's Yo, that's a beautiful thing, man, because uh you know I I, I think Honestly, we need more of that, you know, to give more so a personal side to the artist. It's not always about, you know, throwing, throwing, you know, bars out there for the people. You know what I mean? You do have, you know, a a, a real life. You know what I'm saying? On the other side that, of that. And, and that's the thing. Like, I'm older, bro. Like, I'm 32 years old. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, I've seen, like, I'm not saying that I've experienced everything, but I've experienced a lot of things. And, like, I've experienced, you know what I'm saying? like not having anything, not having much. And then, you know what I'm saying, being at a point like right now where I'm kind of up and like to get to this point, I had to go through shit. I wasn't like no trap nigga. I wasn't like out here robbing niggas. I wasn't doing certain things. And that's what really like a lot of people I feel like go through, you know what I'm saying? Like it is a percentage of people who, you know, obviously they get it the way that they live. Right. But, you know what I'm saying? There's also a lot of people who are faced with everyday situations where, you know, they have to go to work or they have to do this or they have to do that. And it's like, yo, I want to appeal to those people because those people have dreams too, just like I had a dream. You know what I'm saying? And so when you have people who are those like role models or like those people who you can look to like shit, he was just like I was. Like he wasn't in the trap. He was doing. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna right. inspire other people. To, you know what I'm saying? Say, you know what? Maybe it is time for me to do this because it's more relatable. I feel like that story is more relatable. Like you might have somebody who 
ran down on this person, might have shot somebody, might have killed somebody, might have been flipping keys or whatever. But that's a fantasy, bro. At the end of the day, don't nobody want to go to jail. You know what I'm saying? It might appeal because it's violence, or it might appeal me. because it's you know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. it's it's cool. Like you could you could talk that shit all day, but at the end of the day, when you have a loved one who gets killed, or if you have a loved one who goes to jail for 20 years, how does that really feel at the end of the day? It sounds cool, but at the end of the day, what is it for real? Indeed. You know what I'm saying? Oh so, man, see. I'd rather I'd rather represent that side. You know what I'm saying? I, I I love it, and you know, obviously, uh, the brother Conway seemed, you know, something special in you. You know what I'm saying? That you're not just, you know, the run of the mill of MCs that are out here. You actually have some substance. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, sure. Your story is something that is that you know that resonates with most. And what I mean by that is following your dream or dealing in comfortability. And I want you to tell us, you know, how you came about to be the first signee of Conway's Drum Work Music Group. Okay, for sure. So you, you want the whole story? Yeah, let's get down to it, man. Uh, I'll give you the whole we story. We know you, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're Conway's first signee, man. We got to let them know what time it is. For sure, man. So so we'll go through it. So like I was saying earlier, um, you know, I I just quit my job. And shout out my man. I think my man Riz. Yeah, my man Riz is in here. Shout out to you, bro. Me and, me and Riz was actually working at the same spot. And uh, so, you know, we, you know, we're working at the store, you know, we selling, selling sneakers or whatever. And, you know, COVID hits. So then you had the situation with George Floyd and everything was crazy. And right around that same time, because um, my job had actually furloughed. And so, you know, they called us back to work and, you know, said open up the store. And I was just conflicted about it because there was a lot of different things that, you know, that they had in place or that they didn't have in place that just had me feeling like, you know, a little anxious about going back to work. And so ultimately, like, I ended up leaving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ended up resigning from my position. And so when I resigned, I was here, I was here at the crib and I was just like thinking like, okay, yo, I've, I've been doing the painting thing. I, you know, I got my brand, I, I got music, I got to turn up. And so two days after I had actually quit my job and it was funny because I was sitting in my car and I was sitting there, I was just asking God like, yo, you know, just give me some type of sign and give me some type of direction in this in this whole thing because I was, you know, so conflicted with trying to figure out, do I need to leave my job in the middle of a pandemic, like with a, you know, four-year-old daughter, like, what am I doing? You know what I'm saying? Right. But it was just what felt right. And so, like I said, like two days later, you know, Conway hit me up and we didn't even have each other's number at the time and we had never really had any conversations outside of seeing him, saying what's good at shows or if I just happened to see him around, you know what I'm saying, say what's good and then keep it moving. So he hits me and he's like, yo, what's good? I'm like, what's good? He's like, yo, I think it's time. I'm like, shit. So in my mind, I'm thinking like, damn, I'm about to get a song with Khan. Like, I've been trying to get Khan on some shit in a minute. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, shit. I'm like, what's good? Like, let's link up. He's like, nah, like, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, I, I just started this label and I'm, you know, I'm thinking about pushing. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Wow. I'm like, bro, you don't understand. Like, I just quit my job, bro. Like, let's get it. Like, what you got in mind? So I didn't hear back from him for a minute. Then he hit me and he is like, yo, I think I need you to come to Miami. But then I didn't hear nothing back again. So I'm like, all right, cool. So this is in the, at the top of the summer. This is in uh, July. In the, in the June, early July. Right. So that whole, like last year, the whole summer, I just was on my art shit. I was doing, you know, my, uh, my BNBLYC shit. I was doing that. I was doing, you know, painting. I was, you know, just creating and I was doing music and stuff like that as well. And so it gets to be September, it's the beginning of September. And again, I hadn't heard from Conway. 
And right. so my man, Billy Esco, shout out my man, Billy Esco, first class, folks up, you already know. Wow. Um, he had hit me and he was like, yo, uh, Conway assistant just hit me. He said, yo, uh, he's going to have a listening session for, for King to a God. He wants you to pull up. I bet. So we go down, you know what I'm saying? I pull up and, uh, you know, we listen to the album when it comes out. Right. And, you know, listen, man, this shit, shit was sounding crazy. I remember, I remember vividly he played Jesus Crisis and I was, I lost my shit. I was like, yo, bro, you, you want some other shit right now. Like this shit yeah. was that joint and it was doing the many. That's what, man, them two, them two joints, I was like, yo, you want, you want some crazy shit. And so uh, we was getting ready to leave, you know, we was chopping it up and everything. And he was like, yo, like, I still got that. I still want you to come through. Like, I'm still fucking with you. All right, cool. Yo, get uh, get my, my sister number or whatever. Start coming through because he had a studio set up at his crib. Right. So he was like, yo, start coming through. Start coming through. I'm like, all right, bet. So I pulled up a few times. We recorded a few times. Me and he had told Love the same thing. Love the genius. Shout out Love the genius. You know what I'm saying? Told her the same thing. So, you know, we linked up and then, you know, we, we got with his assistant and we started pulling up all, you know, all three of us at his crib and we was recording just, you know, some of our early tracks. Right. And so um, it gets to be October and I get a text from his assistant one day. It was a random Saturday. Get a text from his assistant. Yo, uh, what's good? What you want? Shit, I'm, I'm at the crib. Yo, me and Conway, we out in New York. He said he wants you to come through. If you're going to get down here, get down here. I'm like, all right, shit. I hit love instantly. Yo, love was good. Like, right. you got that text? And she like, nah. I'm like, yo, they want us to come to New York. We out. She like, when we going? I'm like, shit, we going tomorrow, like tomorrow morning. Right. Now at the time, I'm damn near. I'm damn near. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna say I was broke, but I wasn't up. I feel so. I said, yo, I ain't. I ain't even about to grab no rental. I'm about to just. You know what I mean, take my truck. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? So. I, Next morning, I jumped in my truck, shoot down there. He just gave us an address. Didn't tell us what we was doing. Didn't tell us like what the plan was. None of that. Right. We just out. So we get down there, whatever. We pull up. Yo, we here. All right, come up to the sixth floor. We get, you know what I mean? Get on the elevator, sixth floor. Man, we in this ill studio. I'm talking about. They got all type of plaques, all type of. You know what I'm saying? Black on both sides plaque is in there. Big mm -hmm. L plaque is in there. Cardi B plaques is in there, uh, Shrek 2, I think, plaques is in there, wow. all type of shit. So I'm in here bugging out. We walk in the joint. It's this beautiful studio. Conway is in there, Jules on, you know what I'm saying? Listening to, uh, I think, Hitmaker Beats at the time. And I'm just tripping because I'm like, first of all, I'm in the studio with Conway. You know what I'm saying? Right. We from, we from the same side of the city, the east side, but, like, he's a legend. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that off rip is just taking me there. And, you know, so the day, the day goes on and he's like, yo, y'all got something y'all want to record? Like, I'm glad y'all came through because if y'all didn't, I would have told me everything I needed to know. You know what I'm saying? Meaning if we wouldn't have made that trip, we probably wouldn't be on drum work right now. So, right. you know, we pull up, you know, he's like, yo, if y'all got something to record, go record. You know, we record a few tracks. And then, so that same day, DJ K Slay, Smoke Dizza, B-Dot, uh, who else came through? Just heads people right. that you know what I'm saying you don't be right. in the set you you're not in the same room with these people all at one time usually ever you know what I'm right. saying mm -hmm. and so you know that experience then we ended up staying so we thought we were only gonna be there for maybe uh maybe a day or two we ended up staying for the entire week wow and so we stayed we recorded every day I met uh I think I'm ill mine that same week mm -hmm. um, I met Maul that same week I met I think Rory that same week just 
mad just you know different people in the industry you know what i'm saying right and that was just off a of pull-up you know what i'm saying and so the end of the week comes and he's like yo and i think by the end of the week i think love had might have recorded maybe five songs and we recorded one together and i think i recorded maybe five or six songs and by the end of that week he was like yo y'all don't understand like y'all came down here not knowing what was going on y'all leaving record deals you know what i'm saying and so from there that was that was like kind of what happened from there and then him seeing like our hunger and our drive and the way that we was just going because like you know at the time like i said i didn't really have too many other options like it was right either, you know oh shit, i can find another job or you know see what's good with the music and it just so happened that you know he reached out to me and then you know when the when the opportunity was put in front of me you know what i'm saying i, I seized the moment and that was the first day that i got there that was the thing that conway told me he said when you get an opportunity, you have to seize the moment. Yeah, you gotta take. You it. have to seize the moment, and that stuck with me ever since. You know what I'm saying? This is something that I know, but hearing it from Conway, you know what I'm saying, and being in that situation, it just kind of turned on a switch. And so, what's crazy is there's a song that uh that everybody wants me to drop real bad right now. It's called Symmetry. It's actually featuring Conway. Right. And that was I made that song. The that was the first song that I made when I got when we had got to the studio. I had another song, so there's another song that's going on my album that I already had the concept for. It's a concept song. But Symmetry was the first song that I made when we got with them. And that's the song that's buzzing right now. We just performed it the other day. Yeah, the other like, day with Rick Ross, right? Was it yeah. the Buffalo Summer Jam? Yeah, Buffalo Summer Jam. Yeah, we performed it at that joint, man. And that shit that shit erupted when, when Conway came out. Nobody knew he was coming out. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Trizzy Williams. I see you bro. Trizzy Williams actually produced that joint. You know okay, what I'm saying? Trizzy. Man, it, it went it went up, bro. It went crazy. Wow, man. It is it's, it's beautiful to see uh Conway, you know, involved. You know, you know, because most of the time, sometimes when you see uh rappers with their labels and then you know they sign whoever they sign, most of the time it's that's usually about it. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? But right. I see Conway, he's very much so involved you know what shout, shout out to love as well man um mm -hmm. the homie d jack put me on her roughly about three years ago yeah she's yeah. she yeah. i was just saying earlier bro like she's a different type of talent bro like yes like, yes i rap love rap and conway rap so it's kind of like and then you got you know everybody else involved shots you got luck you know what i'm saying you got sk you know what i mean and it's, it's other people too all involved Love is just like you you listen to her and mm -hmm. it's just the diction, it's the flow, it's the everything, the way she puts her songs together. She actually uh shout out to Love too. She's got a new EP coming out. Uh she had her listening event last night. It, you know what I'm saying? That joint went up. Go check out her page, Love the Genius. Right. Um man, you know, man, just hearing the way that she she just ride the beat and just her messages, man, it's it's insane, man. Like she's extremely talented, man. And she gonna she's gonna take the shit over. You know what I'm saying? We all gonna take shit over. She's gonna take the shit over, man, for real. The teamwork make the dream work, right? That's a big fact. That's a big fact. Well, so you know, in that signing, you know, you explained that it was always something that you prayed for. Yeah. And you know, the way you were talking, you know, it, it was done in such an organic way. Um, and with Conway actually giving back in a major way, you know, how has that, you know, affect you now moving forward? Right. Um. I mean, I think with the way that it happened, it kept me, it kept me like grounded. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because I knew that I had to work for this shit. Like, I've always known that, especially with being from Buffalo. Because like being younger, like being 
uh, 13, 14, you know what I'm saying, 15, I used to question myself a lot. Like, yo, nobody from here has ever really even did this shit. You know, you listen to the radio, you hear cats from New York, you hear cats from Atlanta, you hear cats from this place, that place, L.A., you know what I'm saying? And right. you listen to it, but it's like, yo, like, nobody from Buffalo has never made it. I used to ask God, that's mm. it. like, yo, why was it like, why, out of all the places I could have been born, why was I born in Buffalo, where we mm. have a great appreciation for hip-hop, but nobody has ever made it from here? And so right. that was always, that was like always my thing too. Like I always wanted to be that first person, like, you know what I mean? Like to kind of break that door down. And shout out to the whole Russell, the man, Benny, Westside, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Conway, Derringer, you know what I mean? Dread. Like shout out to them for breaking that door down and, and kind of making that blueprint and that mold because, you know, without them, you know, who knows? Who knows where I would be right now? You know that's, what what, that, that's what I was about to ask. Like, you know, to, to think of coming out of Eastside Buffalo and, you know, you said, you know, younger, you, you were watching or listening to, you know, a Benny and you were listening to a, a young Conway. I, uh, I assume it was SE gang back in the day before. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to watch the actual, you know, the actual rise. But then. For, oh, shout out. Shout out. Rest in peace, DJ Shay as well, man. DJ yeah. Shea. Yeah. Rest in peace. Shout to Shea, out, shout out to the yeah, definitely. Indeed. And, you know, with Conway actually reaching back you know what I'm saying, to his, in his community, where he's also doing, you know, great social work as well, you know what I'm saying, to handpick you as the first, you know, I, I know it must be, a, you know, a great feeling, but at the same time, a blessing at the same time. Yeah, it, yo, it's, it's, man, it's, it's everything, honestly, like, it's, it's crazy because, like, when I, when I walk around the city now, you know, when I'm going different places, you know, it's like people knew, and that's what a lot of people tell me, like, yo, we knew that you eventually it was going to happen for you, but we just didn't know how. And then when it happened the way that it happened, with who it happened with, right? it just it, it just made so much sense. That's all yeah. I ever hear, like, yo, this shit just made so much sense, and I'm glad that it happened for you. You know what I'm saying? It's, man, it's just, it's a great feeling, man. It's a great feeling to be in this moment, like, to be featured on, like I said, like, that from king to a guy, like, when yeah, I heard it, for the yeah, first man. Time, yeah, when I heard it for the first time, I was with Conway, and I'm listening to it, and I'm like, yo, this shit is out of this yeah. world. Like, this shit is crazy. And, and then, for the people who don't know, Crack in the 90s and, and uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, to be exact, you know what I'm saying? If y'all want to listen to Skis, you know, he definitely put his thing down on, on that. Yeah, man, appreciate that, man, appreciate that. Yeah, both of them joints, man, that, that Crack in the 90s, that... That's a joint, man, and it's it's so crazy because the impact was really felt. Like I remember uh, when that when that joint first came out, when the deluxe first came out, I was on Twitter and I was just you know flipping through and you know I'm getting mentions and I'm getting followers and everybody's like, yo, who the who the hell is Love the Gene? She look crazy at him. Who the hell is Jay Skeez talking about Concord mm -hmm. Eleven souls and all type of you know what I'm saying? And I'm seeing yeah. people making memes and all type of shit. It was it was like a different type of response. You right. know what I'm saying? And, that's something that I've always wanted. Like, you know what I mean? Because the bars have always been there. Like the talent has always been there. You can never deny the talent. It was just more so getting that light shine. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like you're looking for your keys in the dark. You pull out your phone and you got the flashlight on and you finally find your key. You pick that shit up. Like, oh, this is exactly what I needed. And I feel like that's what happened with drum work. Well, you know, you said you always prayed for this and you know, now you got the Love Will Get You Killed tour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Co-starring uh, my brother, uh, Stove God Cooks, Peace to the Illustrious Pimpire. Yes, you know sir, what I'm saying? Yes, um, then on top of that, 
you're gonna be part of Summer Jam as well. Yeah, Summer Jam is coming up real soon, man. Um, I believe the twenty second. So yeah. man, we're looking forward to that. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy, man. Drum work, Conway the Machine, J Skis, Love the Genius Shots. We're gonna rock that stage. Luck, I know he's gonna pull up as well. I don't know right. if SK is pulling up, but man, we're gonna be out there. It's gonna be love. You know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful rock. thing. Right. All right. Well, um, you know, peace to thank OJ for this one. Um, I really uh, you know, thank him for linking this. You, you know what I mean? And um, if it's okay, I would like to build on your brother Ocho Weeze. Word. You know yeah, what I'm that's saying? Cool. Uh, rest rest in peace to, you know, rest in peace to y'all brother. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know you've been down with one another since the age of 11. Yeah. You know, what has he meant to you and what has he meant to your career? Yo, when I tell you, um, first of all, Weeze was not only my best friend, my brother, um, he was the glue to my whole crew. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you don't meet people like that. Right. Where, you know, I'm writing my first rhymes. I'm talking about my first rhymes. You know what I'm saying? On notebook paper. And I'm, you know what I'm saying? Coming to school. And I'm writing these shit. I'm going to school. Yo, yo, Weez, what you think? I'm rapping. You're like, yo, bro, you the best. I'm talking about from age 11. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't meet and then to be friends, to live to live with my bro, to, you know what I'm saying, watch him grow up, to always have him there by my side, to just, you know what I'm saying, traveling, to everything, man. Like, I, I, it's crazy because I was thinking about it the other day. There's not a lot of memories that I have, like my good memories in my life where Weez wasn't there. Mm. Even doing the show, even doing the show the other day, you know, I'm on stage with Rick Ross, I'm on stage with Conway, rocking in front of my whole city. Right. You know what I'm saying? I know that Weez would have been right there. You he know was. Yeah, he was. He was. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, in the physical. I feel you. He would have been right there, probably rapping every word louder than me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's. Like I said, that's a that's a that's something that you don't find every day. That's not something that you find every every decade, where you have a a, a group of friends in the, in the relationship that I have with him. You don't mm -hmm. see that every day. You know what right. I'm saying? And I'm just appreciative of you know God and the universe putting putting him into my life because oh, not even just on the music tip, he brought me in with his family because mm -hmm. my family kind of didn't really fuck with me like that. Okay. So in those times where I needed to, to have family or I needed to have some, you know, people around me, he said, yo, shit, no, nah, you come over here with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. like that was, that was my, my, my real life brother. And right. You know what I'm saying? I think pretty much everybody who even came in contact with him, you know what I'm saying? Had the same sentiments, mm -hmm. sentiments, I should say, um, about, about weeds. Right. You know what I'm saying? Anywhere he went, it was always a smile. There's not a person on this earth that could say anything bad about Weeds. I don't care if you were ex-girlfriend. I don't care if, you know what I'm saying, he might have he might have ran past you in football. He might have ran you over in football. He might have right. he might have dropped 20 or 30 on you in, in basketball. It don't matter. Nobody can say anything bad about Weeds. He is just, man, just a great human being, man, and he will be forever missed. But, you know, he lives through all of us. I was just talking to my man the other day. And uh, he had called me and he said, yo, he was like, um, you know, sorry for your loss and all that. And he was like, yo, um, people die two deaths. And he said, the first death is in the physical. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you pass, and then you know you have your funeral and everything. He said the second death is when people stop talking about you. Right. And they stop. They stop bringing up your name, and you know they start. You know they stop talking about you, man. I said, yo, it's never gonna be a time where I'm gonna stop talking about my man till till the day I die. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna always keep him alive by keeping his name alive. You know what I'm saying? Every show that I do, any songs that I do, you know what I'm saying? Any album that I that I do, he's gonna be on there. And what's crazy is that symmetry joint that I was saying earlier when I first got with Khan, and that was the first song that I that I that I did. Right. His brother OJ, think OJ. That's you know that's that's big, bro. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Shout, shout out to OJ for even putting yeah. this together. Shout out to Think, man. He called me. He called me the other day. And he was like, "Bro, I didn't hear Symmetry probably more than you. I don't probably played it more times than you." He said, "I never noticed in the beginning of the song where when the beat dropped that you said <laughs> I was writing rhymes and I was spitting for Weez and he tell me it's lit for me." He said, "I thought you said some more other shit." And that I literally put him put him in the song. I, yeah, like so. that's like he's a. He, I got songs featured always. He wasn't even a, a rapper or a singer. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. literally, that was that was my, my my heart, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he like I said, he'll be forever missed, but he's always gonna live through through me. He's always gonna live through the homies. Shout out to Ocho for his up first class things with pinkies. You already know. You know what I'm saying? Indeed, indeed. Well, you know what? That's how we gonna end it off here on chopping it up with the conduit. You know what I'm saying? Saying some. Uh, right beautiful words for your brother ocho man um why don't you go ahead and tell the people man how they can get in touch with you you know what you got coming up you know how they can support you know what i'm saying uh the artwork you know if you're doing any you know social work out there you know whatever it is you know tell the people how they can you know get in touch with you and how they can support for sure man so yo y'all could tap in with me um on instagram and twitter at j-a-e-s-k E-E-S-E, J-Ski, so make sure y'all go follow me, man, DM me, whatever. I usually DM back, too, because I do have a lot of people who hit me, whether it's, you know what I'm saying, here, people from Italy DM me, and I still hit them back, you know what I'm saying? It's always love, um, so y'all can contact me there. Um, you can always check out the website as well, bnblyc.com. I do have artwork on there for sale. I also have, you know, my brand, you know, hats, T-shirts, um, denim jackets, actually uh, painted denim jackets by hand, so you can tap in there as well. And uh, right now I'm working on my album. It's called Abolish Uncertainties. I do have some other things coming up as well. Right around the tour, um, the tour jumps off on uh, the 8th of September. So be on the lookout for something possibly soon, you know, different visuals, um, maybe a project, you know what I'm saying? So just tap in. Make sure y'all go and follow Drumwork Music and make sure y'all go get y'all tickets too for the tour. The Love Will Get You Killed tour, you can go to whoisconway.com and they're still on there. Tickets are selling out fast. We just had a meeting about it earlier, so make sure y'all tap in. The show is going to be immaculate. Like the show, like I'm really excited about going on this tour to see everybody. I got fans everywhere now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm excited to see y'all. It's going to be merch there. It's going to be music there for you to purchase. So everybody, go and get y'all tickets. This is not something that you want to miss for sure. Oh, that's a beautiful. Shout out to Art Dealer as well. Shout out to the homies, man. Art Dealer, you already know. My man Tone, I see you in here, bro. You know what I mean? Word, man. Yeah, man. Drum works finest, man. Uh, yo, thank you for your energy, man. But more importantly, you know, thank you for your story, man. It's a, uh, it's a different path to where you've gotten, and you can definitely give, you know, those who are following in that same path some inspiration, man. So, you know, I I know Khan personally. He he's he's definitely a good dude, man. A good brother, you know, a, a real one, and 
you know, if he handpicks you, you know what I'm saying? I know that means he he fucks with you, you know, heavy. And, yeah, for sure. And as Aquarians, we, we, we rarely do that. So. Yeah, no, that's and, and that's him to a T. That is him to a T. He, yeah. I just good, bro. Like, he, he got, that's the thing. He got so much love for people, but he don't fuck with people. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Word, 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 man. That's peace. Well, man, Skeets, man, thank you for joining me on this Monday night, man. And uh, much more blessings to you, man. And I, I, I know I'm going to keep seeing your name in big lights, man, out here, man. And yo, yo, thank OJ. Thank you for this one, man. I, I needed this, man. And you, and you pulled through, man. I was very happy to have Skeets on here. Thank you very much. For sure, man. Bless, man. I appreciate you. And, man, keep doing your thing as well, man. You know what I'm saying? It was an honor to be here. And, man, just keep keep growing, keep expanding, keep elevating, man. I appreciate right, you. I'll definitely be in touch. Okay, for sure, bro. All right, peace. Peace. All right. All right, y'all, man. There was another episode of Chopping It Up with the Conduit. Episode three, Drumwork Music Group's first signee, Eastside Buffalo's own Jay Skis. Yo, thank you to my brother, Think OJ, man, um, for coming through. Man, y'all professionalism, man, you know, getting back and forth, man, and just the time and, and, and fashion, how everything was done was just a beautiful thing, man. And um, I want to continue to work with y'all again, man. Thank you to our beautiful sponsors, Grown Fresh NYC. Y'all know what time it is. Street Fatigues, So What's the Scenario, and House of Customs, MD, and that's Customs with a K. Um, until next time, man, y'all be good to each other. Continue to wear your mask, practice social distancing, check on your loved ones, and um, be good to each other. Until next time, peace. Can't do it. Can't do it. Chop it up. Unscripted. Never again.